begin at the Mishnah on Daf Lamedal Damadalif, the Mishnah, the last Mishnah of the Perek, where it says, Ra Sakai. Zaktailiga Mishnah. Ra Esakai, a person sees a Kai. So, as we'll see in the Mishnah here, a Kai is an animal or maybe a wild beast. There's an argument what's this, what the status of this Kai is. There's an opinion that says that it's a Chaya, a wild beast. There's an opinion that says that it's a Behema, a domesticated animal. And there's an opinion that says that there's a Suffolk. It can be either or, or maybe it could be both. And the Rishonim here, most Rishonim, the Taisus and the Rosh says that this Mishnah is following the opinion that Koi is a Suffolk what it is. Okay, so now this individual over here sees a Koi. And Vahamari says, Hareini Nazar Shazachaya. I will be a Nazar because this Koi is a Chaya. Now, if it's a chaya, there's certain halachas that applies only to a chaya, not a behemah. A chaya, when you shecht it, so there's a halach of kisi adam. You have to cover the blood. That does not apply if it's a behemah. Another person came and said, Hareni nazir, chaya. I'll be a nazir if this is not a chaya. In other words, it's a behemah. Now, if it's a behemah, as I said, there's no kisi adam. But on the other hand, there is the iser of chaylev that applies. A certain forbidden fats, which is an iser that only applies to a behemah and not to a chaya. A third person comes and says, Hareini Nazir I am a Nazir that this is a Behemah. Basically the same thing that the second guy just said. He's just saying it in the positive. A fourth person comes and says, Hareini Nazir Like the first person said, I'm a Nazir that this is not a Behemah, it's a Chaya. And now a fifth person comes and says, Hareini Nazir I'm a Nazir because this is both, it has an aspect of a Chaya and it's a Chaya and a Behemah. And a fifth person comes and says, Hareni Nazir, Behema. I am a Nazir that this is not a Chaya and not a Behema. Okay, I just said the fifth, I think this was the sixth person that said this, that I'm a Nazir because this is not a Chaya and not a Behema. So as the Rishayim say, the relevance of the fact that the Koi is not a Chaya and not a Behema is, is regarding the Isser of Harba. It can't be cohabited with any Chaya or Behema because it's a barrier for itself. It's not a Chaya or a Behema. Now, someone else came and said, a seventh person, I'll be a Nazir if one of you are right and is a Nazir. Another person, an eighth person came and said, I'll be a Nazir if one of you are not right, which is in essence the same thing as the previous person. One of you is not right, but someone else is right. Hareni Nazir, the final, the last person here, the ninth person said, I'm a Nazir, shakulchem nazirim. If all of you are a Nazir. Harei kula nazirim. So the halacha here is, the Mishnah says, all of these will be a Nazir. So what's the pshat? How could all of them be a Nazir? So we had earlier here in this Perik, a machlokis between Beshameh and Basilil, whether in a situation where a person says with confidence that he was going to be a Nazir because so and so is the fact. So Bishamay says, even if you made a mistake, there's a matter. A Naziris with a toss is a Naziris. So according to Bishamay, we could certainly understand what the Mishnah says, that even though one of them may have made a mistake over here, but he's a Nazir Bevadai, because it doesn't matter if he made a mistake. He thought he's right, and therefore his Naziris takes effect. Now, Bishil says that if you made a mistake with what you said in your Naziris, you're not a Nazir. But nevertheless, even according to Basilol, over here, each one of them will be a Suffolk Nazir, because it's possible, each one of these, it's possible that he's right. As I said, we're going here according to the opinion, which is Rav Yaisi actually, that says that a Koy is a Suffolk Chaya and Suffolk Behemoth, so therefore it's possible that it's not a Chaya, not a Behemoth, and it's possible that it's both, and so on. So therefore, there's a Suffolk that each one of them may be right. And therefore, 
Even according to Basilol, he will be a Suffolk Nazir, and that's following the opinion of Rab Shimon that was quoted before a few times already. Rab Shimon says a Suffolk Nazir, you have to be Machmer to behave with the Naziris and then accept upon yourself a Naziris of Nadava in order to be able to bring your Karbanis. So that's so therefore this Mishra can go both according to Bishamai and according to Basilol. So now, as I explained, the Mishnah, it's speaking about nine different people and each one said something else. But now the Gemara brings in a Braise that there are two versions how this Mishnah is explained. In one Braise we learned Tisha Nezirim, that it's nine Nezirim, nine different people, and each one is accepting upon himself a Neziris with saying something else, believing something else. But then another Braise it says, Teisha Nizirios, that there are ten Nizirios, ten times of Nizirios that are Chal, that take effect on the same person. It's all one person that said all these things and he will become a Nazir nine times. So the Gemara asks, It's understood according to the opinion that interprets the Mishnah that there are nine different people. So, there are many people here, the Itvis Va'azal, and each one is connecting or associating his Naziris with something else. The Azalbain is associating his Naziris with something else, and therefore you have nine people that will be a Nazir, as we learned in the Mishnah. But to say that there's only one person here, and he's saying all of this himself, if it's like this, if it's like that, so then how do you have nine different people that will be a Nazir here? How could that be nine people? It's understood the first six things that said in our Mishnah, where the person said whether this koi is a chaya or not a chaya, a behema, not a behema, or both, or none. So that's understood, Mishkachas law. That's understood, Kiditnan, like it said it in the Mishnah. Avol, class, but the last three cases in the Mishnah, what were the last three cases in the Mishnah? That a person comes along and says that if what you said is right, or if what you said is right, then I'll be a Nazar. So then, how could this be if the person himself, he's himself the one that said that I'll be a Nazar if the Kay is a Chaya, and I'll be a Nazar if it's a Behemoth. And then what is he saying? Then he's saying, if I'm right like this, or if I'm right like that, that's not what it says in the Mishnah. It's only one person that's here, and he himself said all of this. So how could you include the last three cases where he's saying if someone else said something and he's right, that those cases are also going to be on this one person that he's going to be a Nazar. So we really only have six uh, ways of him being a Nazar, not nine. Omar Rav Sheshesh, Rav answers, Kogoyin, the case here is, the Omar, this person said, Hareini Nazar Nezirah Sakail Alai. That there were these nine different people that said all these different things that the Mishnah mentions. Then a tenth person comes along and says, I'll be a Nazir, and which Naziris do I accept upon himself? The Naziris of all these people I accept upon me. So therefore there's one person here that he will become a Nazir nine times. That's what the, the Braise meant when it explained the Mishnah this way. That's one pshat over here in this answer of Rav Sheshis. There are various different pshatim, but this is the most accepted pshat in what Rav Sheshis' answer is. Hadran Allah Beshamai. This is the conclusion of the fifth Pedic of Mesechta Nazir. So we begin now, Beza Shamizbarach, the sixth Pedic of Mesechta Nazir. So until here in the Mesechta, we learned about a person accepting the Siddhis upon himself, all different kinds of Allahs of how you accept an Exidus upon yourself. Here, this Pedic finally begins discussing the actual Halachas that apply when a person is a Nazir. There are three different types of prohibitions for a person that's a Nazir. Hatome, he may not become Tome to amaze. Vahateglachas, he may not cut his hair. And vahayetzim and agefen. 
and what comes out of a vin of, of a uh, of a vineyard or of a um, uh, of a vine, he may not eat from it. Okay, so those now the Mishnah here will specifically elaborate on the third detail of hayetzim and agefen, what comes out of a grapevine. Now, regarding this, that what comes out of the grapevine, you're not allowed to eat. So anything that comes out of the grapevine, there are various different things which will soon be enumerated in the Mishnah. You could combine different parts of the, uh, of the uh, grapevine together to make up the minimum amount, which is a kezayis, is what the Mishnah will say here, to be chayiv malchus, for eating this. And as the mission now says, you're not going to be chayiv malchus. Until you eat from this grapevine the amount of a kezayis. And as the mission said, you can combine various different parts of the grapevine to make up that amount of a kezayis. Okay, so this is what the Mishnah tells us right now, that the minimum amount is a kezayis. However, now the Mishnah says, that is the conclusion, the actual halacha, or what's called Mishnah Achreina that the Mishnah just told us. But Mishnah Rishayna, there was an earlier teaching in a, that the Mishnah originally taught as follows. In Meris it said, that the amount to be chayef for Naziris is a revius. Not a kezayis, but rather a revius. Now, usually kezayis we relate to when you eat food, and revius is used as a measurement when you drink anything. And over here, drinking wine. But, According to most Rishayinim, the argument between the Mishnah Achreina that we just read before and this Mishnah Rishayna is that according to the Mishnah Achreina, the Kezayis is not only for eating, but even for drinking liquids, it's also a Kezayis. And the way you measure that is, you have a cup of liquids, if you place a Kezayis in that cup, whatever amount of liquid gets displaced by placing that Kezayis in the cup, that's your Kezayis. And according to the missionary Shaina that says that the shear is a revius, that shear of a revius will be both for liquids and for solids as well, if you're eating, drinking wine or eating grapes as well. Rabbi Kiva says, and Rabbi Kiva is really the opinion that the Mishnah said before that the shear is a kezayis. Rabbi Kiva says, a shara even if he soaked a piece of bread in wine, and now, if you combine the wine together with the bread, so you have a share of a kezayis, for this, Malchus. So, Rabbi Kiva, first of all, is telling us that the shir is not a revius, but rather that the shir is a kezayis. But another chiddush here in the words of Rabbi Kiva is that you don't actually have to have the full shir of kezayis of the iser, of the wine, or whatever uh, the liquid of, uh, of the yayin, sheikh, or anything like that. It has to be a, a shear of kezayis, but it could be combined together with the bread, which is heta really. But it, together with the bread, if it makes up the kezayis, there's a special chiddush here that the heter and the iser will combine together, and it'll be it'll be the full amount. It'll, it's, it combines to the shear, and it'll be chayif for that. That's the chiddush. That's another chiddush of Rabbi Kivi here, as the Gemara will explain and pr- prove this from Ebraisa. Now the Mishnah says, V'chayiv, there are various different things that come out of a grapevine. V'chayiv ala yayim bifniatzmoi, he'll be chayiv malchus, if he drinks the right amount, if it's just wine alone. V'ala novim bifniatzmon, grapes alone. V'ala chartzanim bifniatzmon, eating chartzanim alone. V'ala zogim bifniatzmon, and eating zogim alone. Now chartzanim and zogim are the, the seeds and the skins, but as we'll see in a moment in the Mishnah, there's an argument which one is what. Is, is what. Okay, but the point here is, the main chiddush of what the Tanakami right now here in the Mishnah is saying is that the Chatzanim and the Zogim, Yechayef, each one, eating them separately. Rabbi Loz, the Ben Azariah, says that by Chatzanim and Zogim, you're not Chayef, eating them separately. 
Ein chayiv at sheyoychal. He's not going to be chayiv unless he eats shnei chartzanim v'zog. Only if he eats two chartzanim and a zog. Then will be chayiv, which will be learned later from a pasik. The way the pasik writes this, it's understood that it has to be two chartzanim and a zog. So the following, this is the meaning of what chartzanim is, and this is what zogim is. Chartzanim is the external of the grape. In other words, the, the skins of the grape. The zogim is the seeds, the grape seeds. That's how Rabbi Yehuda translates them. Rabbi Yehuda says the opposite. So you shouldn't make a mistake, so you'll remember it as follows. Like a bell that an animal carries on it. The external of the bell is called zug. The clapper that's inside the bell is called indo. So that's not called zug. So therefore over here, the zug refers to the skins. And the chartzanin refers to the, uh, to the uh, seeds that are inside. Okay, so that's the machleik is what chartzanin and what zogim are. Okay, so the Gemara here will go back to what it said in the beginning of the Mishnah, min hagefen. You have what comes out of the grapevine. And that's what a Nazar is not allowed to eat. So it said in the continuation of the Mishnah, and then it said, So from this we understand, in what comes out of the grapevine, that is going to be forbidden to eat. But gefen atzmai, the actual grapevine itself, light is not included in the Yisr. So in other words, if there are leaves or shoots that come out of the grapevine that could be edible, they're not going to be asked to eat. So our Mishnah is not following Rabbi Loza's opinion. Because in Abraise we learned, Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Loza says, even the, the, uh, the leaves and the lulavin, the, the shoots, is included as well. That's also going to be Yasser. Okay, so our Mishnah argues with Rabbi Loza. Now, there's another version that proved that our Mishnah argues with Rabbi Loza, not from the Reish of the Mishnah, but from the Seif of the Mishnah. What does it say in the Mishnah, in the Seif of the Mishnah? That he won't be chayiv unless he eats from the grapes of Kezayis. So from this I understand, only if he eats from the grapes that come out of the grapevine, but from the actual grapevine itself, not. Right, so, so the Rishayim here explained that according to the Ikeda Amri, this could only be proven from the Seifa and not from the Reisha. Because even though the Reisha uses the term Yaitzim and Agathem, but the Ikeda Amri says that the leaves and the shoots that come out of the grapevine are also considered to be Yaitzim min Agathem. So therefore that could still be like Rabbalaza. But the Seifa where it says clearly Anavim, so from that we know that the shoots and the leaves are not included. So again, the Gemara concludes and says that Masnis and the Loik Rabbalaza, the Tanya Rabbalaza Oime, Afila Alam Vululavim Bemashma. Abelazah says that even the leaves and the shoots in the grapevine are included in the Isid of the Nazar. So what's the argument here between our Mishnah and Abelazah, whether the leaves or the shoots are included or not? Abelazah, the way he dashes the Torah, that you have a ribui, the Torah writes a more inclusive term, and therefore it adds everything, it includes everything, and then you have miyuti, then you have something which comes to exclude. That's the way he dashes the Torah. The point over here is, when the Torah writes a ribuy and a miyot, the miyot is not coming to explain the ribuy. The ribuy is a ribuy, it's marba everything. The miyot will end up only being marba, or being mamayat, that is, excluding something very specific. That's the, the concept of ribuy miyote. 
Rabbanan Darshi Klali Uprati. However, the Rabbanan Darshan differently. The Rabbanan understand when the Torah writes something in a general term, and then it writes it in something more specific, so then the Prat is really just coming to elaborate and explain the Klal. So therefore, after it writes the Prat, you understand that the whole Klal will only include what the Prat has. That's the, the concept of Klal Prat. As opposed to Ribu Yemiyot, where the, the Ribu is Marba, everything in the Miyot is just a Miyot of something specific. So now how does that apply back over here to this Isser of eating from what comes out of the grapevine? What does it say in the Torah? So the Gemara explains. Rabbi Loz, the daughter Shribu Yemiyuti. So what does the Torah write? First the Torah says, Miyayin v'sheicha yazir, Miyot. Torah writes that you should not eat, drink, that is, wine or older wine. So this is something very specific, only wine and old wine. So that's meat. That that's that's exclusive. Then the pasuk continues and says, "Mikola sheyasim begefenayayim." Whatever you can make from the grapevine. So riba here, the Torah is adding much more. So the order here actually is that at first it says the miot and then it says the riboy. But nevertheless, we dash in this as follows: that what do we learn out from here? Miot v'riba. The Torah is excluding. But the Torah is also including everything by writing So riba kol the riboy includes everything. So my riba riba kol mili. So that includes anything that comes out of the grapevine, and therefore that that will include even the shoots and the leaves as well. My miyot. So then there is though a miyot here. It has to exclude something. And as I said, according to this approach, we exclude something very specific. Miyot shabishsa. What we exclude is the actual branches of the grapevine, which are not even edible at all. That's what we exclude. That's the way that Abelaza Darshan's is Pasik. Now the truth is, the, the next Pasik, right after this, it says, So the very next Pasik there, there's another miyot there. So the Gemara only brings up the riba or miyot in this Pasik. It doesn't bring up the miyot of the next Pasik. And the reason is because that Pasik, the next Pasik, according to Rabbi Lazar, is being dashed for something completely different. It's being dashed for, uh, as we'll see, according to what we learned in the Mishnah. So therefore the Gemara doesn't bring that up according to Rabbi Lazar's opinion. Now Rabbanon, how do the Rabbanon learn this Pasik? Rabbanon darshi kloli uprati. They dashed the Pasik in the way of a klal and a prat. So now yayin v'sheicha yazir prat. When the Torah writes yayin and sheicha, so that's very exclusive. Only wine and old wine. Then the Torah writes anything that comes from the grapevine, that's a klal. So what do I have over here? Now, here the Gemara does bring up the next Pasik, because according to the Rabbanon, the next Pasik is not used for any other drasha. So now, then the next Pasik, it says, that the grape seeds and the grape skins you should not eat. Again, the Torah is being very specific. So now, what do we have? A prat, uklal, uprat. So we have here, beginning with a prat, then a cloud, then another prat. This is very similar to what you usually have. Usually, with the Gemara Darshan, something like this in Psukim, it comes out, uh, usually it's a klal, prat, a klal. But over here, the way the Gemara Darshan is, it's sort of the opposite. Prat, klal, uprat. Which is very similar to a klal, prat, a klal. There's a small difference which will come up later in the sugya. So now, what do we learn out from this? So now we say that whatever we're including from the klal has to be similar to the prat. As I said, according to this mandama, the prat is explaining the klal. If it would be only the prat, 
then I would say that it's specifically what the Prat is. But when it's a Prat, Klal, Uprat, then I say that it has to be at least similar to what the Prat is. Now, Ma Prat, what does it mean similar to the Prat? The Prat is Mufurish, so it's clear that the Prat that the Torah speaks about is Pri, it's a fruit, it's a grape, Upsilus Pri, or the waste of the grape. Afkal, so too, any Issa that we're going to include over here, it'll only be Pri if it's the grape, or Upsilus Pri. The, the uh, Upsilus, the waste of the, of the grape which the Gemara will soon spell out what this means. What is the grape? What's the waste of the grape? We'll see. But now the, the Bryce here continues and says, if it has to be similar to the Prat, maybe we should, we should restrict it even more. Maybe it should be even more exclusive. Why are we saying only this, that it has to be a pre psilis pre? Maybe it has to be something more specific. And that is, just like the Prat. What is the prat? It's a pre-gomer. It's a finished, ready, ripe grape. I've called pre-gomer. Maybe I should say that the isa of a nazir is only if he's eating or drinking from a grape which is fully ready and ripe. Maybe that's what the prat is. So the, so the Bryce says, no, that can't be. So Omrit, you'll say, then the, the prat, the, the prat, klala prat, Tater writing it in this way is not adding anything more. So in Cain, if that would be the case, what did the Pasik not write already clearly that you're learning out more over here from this drasha? It says in the Pasik, are you going to say that it's telling me that moist or dry grapes are included, or like raisins? It says that in the Pasik. That's the Lashon of the Pasik there. Whether it's wine or vinegar, it says that in the Pasik too. So therefore, if you're going to say that we're not being marbe anything more than a fully ready and, and ripe grape, so then I, I'm not being marbe anything. So, so therefore you cannot learn out from this drasha like we just suggested now. We have to learn out like we, well, like we said before, that even an unripe grape, which is usually called in the Lashon of the Gemara, smadr, a, a grape that's not ripe, that's the grape that it's coming to be marbe with this, prat klala prat, because it's a peri, it's not a gemara peri, but it's a peri, psalis peri, and therefore that's included. Now the Braisa continues and says, the, the assumption at this point of the Braise is, sorry, the assumption of the Braise at this point is that a prat oklal would be the same as a prat oklal prat. Same thing. If I have a prat oklal, I will also say that a marbe in the klal ke'en a prat. So at this point, the Braise is thinking there's really no reason to have a prat and then a klal and then another prat again. So the Braise will clarify that right over here. So the Braise as I... Now, if in the end we have the Prat and the Klal and the Prat and therefore we marbe anything that's similar to the Prat, so why do I have to have this second time, another Prat, when it says Chatzanim and Zog to come and teach you the Komokim Shatamoitze Prat Klal? Sorry, so the way, one second. Uh, that you stop right over there, sorry. So what the Bryce is asking is, wouldn't it be enough to have a prat and then a klal? And I would say that what's included in the klal is what's ke'en prat, what's similar to the prat, without adding a second prat afterwards. Why do I have to have a second prat again? So the Bryce answers, no, it doesn't work that way. Because if you would only have a prat and then a klal, the klal would be marba everything. What this teaches you is, If the Torah first writes a prat, and then the Torah writes a klal, So then after the Torah writes a klal, I don't draw the prat into the klal to say that the klal is still limited to the prat that preceded it. 
Ella, what happens is, Nasa Klal, Moisifala Prat. Then the Prat is a Prat, but if the Torah wrote the Klal afterwards, the Klal comes to add everything. So the Prat does not affect the, the, the Klal at all. Unless the Torah, after it wrote the Klal, writes again the Prat, then I know that the Klal is only Ke'en Prat as the Brisa Darshant. Okay, this is the uh, conclusion of the Brisa. So the Gemara will explain the Brisa. We'll do only one part for today to understand this Brisa. So Oma Mar, it said in the Brisa, Ma Prat Mefurish Pri Upsilis Pri, that in the detail that was mentioned in the Pasik. So it's, it's a pre, it's, it's, a, it's a grape, or it's the psilis of the pre, it's the waste of the grape. I've called pre psilis pre, so that includes any pre or psilis pre as well, is going to be also for the nazir. So now pre, what does the b'raisa mean? The Gemara explains. What is the pre that it's referring to? Envy, the grapes itself. And as the Gemara before spelled out, that's whether it's ripe or even if it's not ripe. That's really the main thing that comes out from this. That's the chiddush here. Now psilis pre, what is included in psilis pre? Maihi, what's that? Chaymetz, if it's wine, so then if the wine goes bad, it's vinegar, that's the waste of the, the, of the pri. Af kol pri, maihi, and then the b'raisa says, other pris as well, oh, this, I spelled this out before already, but the, the b'raisa, the mother here spells it out, what does it mean, kol pri, which other pri are we being marbe in this? Guarki. So this refers to guarki, which is the unripe grapes, as I said before, usually in the Gemara it's also called smada. So af kol the psoiles maihi, now regarding the psoiles pri, the waste of the pre itself, what is that? Because the example we brought before of psilis pre was chaymitz, which is really only psilis of wine. What's psilis of the actual fruit itself? This comes to add even grapes that got wormy, so it's already psilis, that's also for the nazar as well. Now the Gemara finishes off to explain this b'raise here, that there's a detail in this whole drasha, it's explaining why the Torah is repeating itself again, and then prat, klala prat, but there's one detail in the Lashon of the Pasuk that I did not explain. Ve'adzog, why does the Torah have to write mechartzanim ve'adzog? Why doesn't it write chartzanim zog? What's the ve'adzog? This comes to add So there are two pshatim here that Taisus brings. One pshat Taisus says that we know that it says Chatzanim and Zog, so that's the seeds and the grape skins. How about the pulp in between? So this is the Ab is coming to add what's in between, the pulp as well. But Taisus asks in that, isn't that obvious? Everybody says in the Torah, we know that Anovim are Osir, Anovim Lachim V'yeveshim. So that, that, that's the pulp of the grape. Why, why do I need a special Pasuk for that? There's another Pshat Taisus brings, I believe in the name of Rabbi Natam, that it refers to those little grapes that sometimes grow between the big grapes and the sun doesn't reach it and it's not really such good grapes, that that is also included in the Yisr. Okay, till here for today. The Gemara will continue to explain the rest of the B'raiseh.